0: Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day. It is another gorgeous rainy summer day in New York. This might be somewhat of an unpopular opinion, but I kind of love rainy days, especially in the summer. Like a good summer rain is so nice. Obviously I would rather have a sunny day, but like I'm not against rainy days. And also, I think, like, the smell of rain in the summer, like, on the asphalt and the dirt smells so good. And maybe it's a southern thing or something, but I can always smell when it's about to rain. And I actually said this to someone the other day, and I was just, like, walking down the street with my friend, and I was like, oh, like, it smells like it's going to rain. Like, we better get home. And he was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how can you smell that it's going to rain? But I feel like people said that all the time growing up. So like, maybe it's a Southern thing. Like, I don't really know. But if you can smell rain coming, please let me know so I don't feel like a freak. (laughs) But anyway, in other news, I believe I am in the midst of a spiritual awakening not really that's really dramatic but um I think I have just been having like a lot of insights and realizations specifically about my childhood and just like how I was raised and how certain things have affected me which I feel like this is like a normal realization in early adulthood like I feel like once you've been on your own for a little while you start to see how your childhood affected you and just how like You might have been raised differently than the people around you now like other people in your life and friends and stuff and as i talk to my friends and also my boyfriend about how we were raised it becomes really interesting to think about and i've noticed that a lot of people have had really different experiences as teenagers and kids but also a lot of similar experiences and trauma that i think kind of come with the territory of being a teenager with access to the internet because I am part of the first generation of kids growing up with full access to an iPhone, and I think that new like freedom and just complete access to stuff um, was potentially very harmful to a lot of kids. And I don't think parents really knew how to handle that or control that freedom, and especially at that time, like I really don't think parents knew what the possibilities were and what kind of like shit we could get ourselves into. Because everything was so new. Like, it was new to them, too. But anyway, I've been thinking about my teenage self a lot. And I know everybody talks about, like, healing the inner child and, like, all that. But I think more than that, I really need to heal my teenage self. Because she went through some shit. And I did not show myself any compassion or love for a really long time. And I think it's important to go back and process that and try to give that compassion to myself now so I just don't continue to like hold on to those beliefs about myself like that I had at that time in my life, even if I don't realize I'm doing it or I don't currently believe those things about myself. Like, does that make sense? I just like really started thinking about it and I grew up really fucking fast. Like I got myself into a lot of adult situations at way too young of an age. And I have been holding on to judgments and I blamed myself for a lot of my trauma at that age. I wasn't like a wild party girl or anything. I actually did not even get drunk until I was almost 18, but I was definitely boy crazy. I was obsessed with boys as soon as I turned like 13. I wanted a boyfriend. I wanted attention. I wanted boys to want me. I was wearing like three push-up bras at once to push up absolutely nothing, by the way. And I just did literally everything for the male gaze. I just did everything for boys. And I ended up basically being groomed by a guy who was a little bit older than me. I think I was like 13 or 14 at the time. And he was a huge fucking creep. And I actually found out later that he did this to a bunch of girls, which is really unfortunate. But I ended up doing a lot of things I did not want to do. And none of it was physical, thank God. But it was stuff, like, over the phone and Snapchat and Instagram and all that shit. And I ended up getting caught after it went on for, like, a while, though. And I don't think anybody realized how that situation really went down. And I was blamed. And I blamed myself. And my parents sent me to therapy. And I thought I was just absolutely disgusting and disturbed. And I thought something was wrong with me. And I started self-harming constantly and just really, really took it out on myself and I hated myself. And I was pretty like severely punished for this situation. I was kept on lockdown basically um, and I ended up really isolating myself and just never really leaving my room. I didn't really have a friend group and I had a horrible relationship with my parents at the time. So I literally just locked myself in my room and listen to a lot of music all the time. And actually, I started playing with American Girl dolls again, which I've never told anybody about until right now, as I tell thousands of you, (laughs) because I was really, I was embarrassed about it. I was too old to be playing with dolls, I thought. And I think I just had like a bit of an age regression thing happen after that grooming situation. And I really just like almost turned back into a kid. Because I think it was, like, comforting to me and it made me feel safer in some way. But anyway, I also was just bored as fuck. (laughs) Because I didn't have a phone or social media or anything like that anymore. And everyone else my age was just doing that all the time. Um, I also, like, had no social hobbies except swim team, which is also, like, not a team sport. So I just continued to, like, stay really isolated without that many friends. So that was kind of my middle school experience. It was very dark. But then I hit high school and I got a phone again. And I was still very boy crazy. And I actually got my first boyfriend and ended up losing my virginity at still way too young of an age, in my opinion. And I was actually the first person in my grade to have ever done anything like that. And the one friend that I did have was very concerned about me, and I was just like, no, no, like, it's cool, it's fun, and just, like, I'm mature. And again, I think I had this idea because of the grooming thing, like, this was definitely a result of the grooming thing, and I thought that's, like, what I had to do to get boys to like me, and I thought that that was what I wanted to do, and that trauma definitely resulted in some type of hypersexuality throughout high school, And I was just looking for validation and for someone to love me and I was just, it was really unhealthy and I had zero self-worth, like zero. To me, my worth was determined by how appealing I was to boys, which unfortunately I think is common with girls in high school and especially ones who have experienced sexual trauma at a really young age. If you were one of these girls, I want you to know that there is nothing wrong with you. You are not disgusting. You are not a whore. You're not a slut. You're not easy. You are human. You experienced something awful and you found a way to cope. It is not your fault. It is not your fault. Fuck. (laughs) I'm about to cry over here. But seriously, those are the things that I need to tell my younger self now. And I need to reassure myself. And I need to tell myself the things that I needed to hear back then because it's so empowering and it has taken so much of the blame I used to put on myself away from me and onto the people who failed me or took advantage of me because it is their fault. I was a child, it could not be my fault. So, anyway, I had um, like a brief taste of teenage normalcy when I started playing club volleyball, when I was 15, I think. And that was a team sport, so I had a friend group and just people to hang out with outside of school. And I finally felt normal and I was happy. But those girls were kind of like party girls and actually ended up being really fucking mean. But anyway, while I was friends with them, they hung out with the boys volleyball team. So I started dating a couple <laughs> of those guys and just continuing to just like oversexualize myself and act way older than I was. Then the year after that, my childhood was derailed. And I'd say my childhood ended very abruptly when I got into an abusive relationship at 16. As far as I'm concerned, my childhood was cut short as soon as I got into that relationship. I pretty much immediately started staying over at his house a lot of the time and my life basically shrunk down to the size of his room he over sexualized me even more than i ever did which is insane and he just normalized that even more and i ended up thinking that that was what was expected of me like that's my duty that's my purpose that is what i'm here for if i'm in a relationship And I think I dealt with that physical, emotional, and sexual abuse from him all by myself. And I think that made me hyper-independent because I didn't tell anyone about the abuse until after like about a year of it. So I went through that alone every single day for a year, which is not something a teenager should do. That's not something anybody should do alone. But I thought, That it just made me stronger, and it made me more independent, and it made me more mature because I could handle adult things. And again, I blamed myself for a lot of it, and there was a lot of shame I felt around it. And I thought I was stupid for putting myself in those situations, and I thought that that's what I deserved, if I'm being honest. And (laughs) I feel like I'm really oversharing, but I just want to be honest and open with what I was going through. And just like paint a picture of myself as a teenager so you can kind of understand and realize like why i needed to really heal this part of myself and unfortunately i think a lot of girls can relate to this story because i think a lot of us went through things like this and it wasn't talked about and we still blame ourselves and take it out on ourselves because nobody knew how to deal with it when it was happening but i'm here to tell you now that it was not your fault And you can go back and show yourself the love you needed back then and take your power back. And it can be so, so, so empowering and so healing. And I just think it's important for me to share this and share my experiences. Because I do have somewhat of a platform and I want to make people feel less alone. And when I tell these stories and share these things so publicly, I'm not trying to do it for sympathy. Like I genuinely just want other girls to know that it's okay to have gone through something like this that is often associated with shame. And I want you to know that it's not shameful and you're not the only one and you can heal and you deserve to heal and you deserve to find peace with this. And I feel like this experience is way more common than anyone even realizes because we are the first generation to grow up with iPhones and Snapchat And I feel like so many people don't even realize that what they experienced was grooming or coercion. And it wasn't even something they wanted to do. Like, you might not even realize that. And that shit is traumatizing. And I think a lot of us were exposed to way too many things over the internet when we were way too young. And had inappropriate experiences and interactions because creepy ass men and boys didn't have to be so bold in person they could find more bravery in their creepiness behind a phone screen so they didn't have to lure you into their rooms or somewhere like secretive they could get to you in your own bed in your own home late at night through a screen and unfortunately i feel like more people are going to come forward in the next few years with very similar stories and that's why i want to share mine but anyway back to the story basically right after that abusive relationship, and right after I turned 18, I moved to Australia by myself to start working full time. And I pretty much stopped being around people my age for a few months and was just immediately thrown into the adult world, completely alone on the other side of the world where I knew absolutely nobody. (laughs) So that's where childhood was definitely over. And I know like, yeah, I was 18 and technically that's an adult, But most 18-year-olds and every other 18-year-old that I knew from my hometown went to college and continued, like, going to school and hanging out with other kids and partying and just, like, kind of chilling. And I'd say they had, like, minimal responsibility. And it's not totally the real world yet. It's, like, still a slow transition to adulthood, whereas I feel like I was just thrown into the deep end. So there were a lot of things that happened between, like, 14 and 18 that really kind of Cut my childhood short and made me do adult things before I was ready or should have been doing them. But anyway, I'm 22 now and I'm realizing that the teenage version of myself went through a lot. I hated myself back then, especially when I was like 13 to 15 and I had these like horrible beliefs about myself that I was gross, I was a loser, I was a bad person and just literally had zero self-respect or self-worth or love for myself. And now I'm realizing that that's really fucking sad because that girl was going through so much and was put in a lot of situations that she was too young to be in and it wasn't my fault. So now I'm trying to figure out how to heal that and give it the attention and the love that I was so desperately looking for and needing back then. And I think one of the main goals I have for this summer is to kind of like live like a teenager. Like how I should have been living when I was a teenager. I started playing volleyball again, and that's been really fun. And I feel like I've just picked up right where I left off. And honestly, it just makes me feel like a kid again when I'm playing. And I think it will be really healing for me to keep doing that and just like having very like innocent fun and being part of a team again. And I've also been making friendship bracelets, which I loved to do as a kid. Um, I've been painting because in high school art class was always my escape and my happy place And literally the only thing I looked forward to (laughs) every day Um, So that's been really fun I've also been really trying to take some of the shame away from my sexuality And embrace it and embrace myself And empower myself by having a healthy relationship with my sexuality And just like trying to release any judgment or embarrassment or guilt that I might have around it which is honestly a whole other journey that I could make an entire episode about, but I won't get too much into that in this episode because just dealing with the aftermath of sexual trauma and hypersexuality and all that is a pretty deep process and I just like don't feel like getting into detail about that right now and this episode would literally be like three hours long if I did that. Um, anyway, I've also just been trying to show myself compassion whenever I notice myself having like any judgmental thoughts or like feelings towards myself which I never showed myself compassion growing up I think I was kind of taught that you don't sit around and feel bad for yourself or you don't just like sit around and mope like you get up and you keep going which isn't a bad lesson I just think that that was pushed on me a little too hard in a lot of situations where I wasn't allowed to think of myself as like a victim I had to take accountability and get over it and move on and I never really recognized that anything I went through was hard or wrong or traumatic. I kind of just moved on and oftentimes didn't realize I was the victim or that I was doing certain things just as a way to cope with trauma. So now I've been having to revisit times in my life where I thought certain things were my fault or I didn't process things correctly and I just try to like gently revisit those situations and memories and talk myself through them and try to almost like reparent myself and try to acknowledge and then change the core beliefs I had about myself and the situation at that time and it's hard but it is so important to feel that pain of what you went through because I avoided that pain for so long And it's been very uncomfortable for me to think of myself as a victim or feel sad for myself and what I went through. And honestly, in therapy last week, I had a really hard time even saying out loud that I have been a victim. Like, for some reason, I just had always associated that with, like, me being weak or powerless or just, like, I don't know. Like, I just thought being a victim was, like, a weak thing. But the way to get your power back is to realize that it wasn't your fault and I was a victim of what someone else did to me. And it's honestly empowering to acknowledge that and being a victim does not mean at all that you are weak or you are weak. And I'm still working on really believing that about myself, but I'm definitely getting used to that idea. And that also brings up the point of like healing is a lifelong journey. I will never stop working on myself, and sometimes I get frustrated that, like, things still affect me or bother me, or things just, like, aren't fully healed as soon as I recognize them. But nothing heals overnight. It takes work and attention and dedication to healing yourself. And it's a beautiful process if you let it be. There's no rush. You want to be soft and gentle with yourself, and trying to push yourself too hard too fast is really just gonna do the opposite of what you're trying to do. I think the healing works better when you take your time and you're really gentle with yourself. It's honestly been a very emotional but also very powerful thing that I'm working on and it's something that I know is really going to improve my life and my confidence and just how I treat myself and show myself love and respect because the younger version of me deserves this closure and this peace and this love, just like I know I deserve that now. I've always deserved it, no matter what was happening, and especially back then. But, yeah, I mean, that's the little journey I'm on right now of healing and reparenting my inner teenager. And before I wrap this up, I just want to say to anyone who has gone through something similar, my heart goes out to you, and I know that it can be really confusing and really difficult, and I just love you so much, and it wasn't your fault And you're so deserving of love and respect and healing. Whew, emotional. (laughs) Um, I hope you found this episode helpful or like relatable in some way. Um, But I think that's all I have for now. I love you all so much and I will see you next time.